To the lodge. I'm Cabba, <laughs> and I'm from Claim the Throne. And here is Ash, also from Claim the Throne. Hello, the band is Claim the Throne. The people are Cabba and Ash. The blodge is the lodge, and we are back to chat some music and shit again today. Uh, we've got some gear talk, and we've got some tour talk, and we've got some lifestyle talk. And we're sober, both sober for the first time on a podge in a very long time. Oh, you know so, what? Dry July. That's true. Mm. Not doing it because of that, mainly doing it because we were drunk for four weeks straight. Yeah. <laughs> but let's call it dry July. Yeah. I did have a few drinks last night and yeah. some wines the night before, but... Like you said, they were antisocial as opposed to four weeks of social. Yeah. Social, yeah. business social. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird, hey? Like, you just wake up every day, especially when you're hanging around Roy, mm. and yeah. you, get, you get in the van at 7 a.m., and he's just sitting there with the can of beer. Yeah, I know. You're like, oh, drinking today? I don't know. Guess so. <laughs> is that you? How many of them have you had already? I don't know. <laughs> this is, don't know. Just crack this. Not counting. Yeah, not counting. <laughs> oh, man. And then he's hanging out with people who literally count their beers on their arms, Germans who write, like, tally up the beers. Yeah. Real funny. Yeah, that shit's funny. Yeah. Um, funny, man. Like, so to replace our bass player for a period of time with another bass player, both like very similar traits, but both very different traits. Yeah. Both smash the piss and keep us in line most of the time. But yeah. Jim, um, you know, you know when he's drinking, he makes a pretty big deal out of it and gets you involved. Whereas Roy will just subtly crack that can of beer at the first servo stop at 7am, like you said. Yeah. And we're all hungover and just don't want to drink ever again in our whole life. And then you see that and you go... Actually, I'll go and get one of those $1 beers from the servo. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty infectious. infectious. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Jim makes an occasion of it and makes mm. it really exciting. <laughs> yeah. So you get really stoked and yeah, to right. do it. Whereas uh, Roy's very matter-of-fact about his drinking. Mm -hmm. Like, you going to drink today? Why wouldn't you? I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, works well. Oh, it went well. Man, very dry, the things Roy say. I feel like we could have a whole Roy po podcast without him here. We could. Um, I like the way he looks on stage. Since we've got back, just looking at all the live photos and he look, looks great. Um, and I like how he's always, just when it, we finally get back to the room after a gig, we're all wrecked, we finally go to bed and he goes out for a walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was starting to be quite infectious for me about halfway through the trip. I yeah. wanted to do the same. Um, even if it means one less hour sleep, I don't know. Worth like, it. Worth it. You're one day in some place and... Go out and have a look. I was liking it when we started going out for kebabs every night. Yeah. I think it is worth it because, yeah, you don't really get to see a town when you're there for 16 hours. Mm -hmm. Drive into the cunt with the windows down <laughs> and, uh, yeah, rock up and also arrive at the venue, yep. do your sound checking. And that was getting a bit much. Sound yeah. checking every night when yeah. you're not the headlining band. Mm. They were doing... It appears that heaps of venues across Europe have digital desks digital dicks so you do a sound check and they keep your all your settings in so they can recall them when you play but like often the mixes just sounded like a generic shitty club mix anyway yeah so like we started just saying we'll just fucking line check mate just make it sure it always works. happen on a tour like we'll do the first sound check the first night and then we're like we don't want to be doing this and we get out yeah. of it i think this time the turning point was that prague show when it was an analog desk yeah and we were like well there's no point in us sound checking and then we just didn't sound check anymore after that. Yeah, your line cracked me up every night. Uh, do you want to run through a song? 
no, nah, we're all good. If it sounds shit, fix it. Yeah, I use that a few times, but <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, it's yeah. true. So, like, I mean, to run, like, your line checking, the venue's got everyone in there watching, and you run through a song. It's just an anti-climax sort of thing. You know, everyone's watching what you're doing. They're not quite sure if your set has started. Just awkward. Yeah, uh, on more than one occasion, bands would, like, do most of a song, mm-hmm. then ask for changes, then do most of a song again. Yeah. And then they'd be like, okay, so we're going to start our set now and yeah. then play the song that, yeah, in full. Yeah, just did. Yeah, yeah hate like that. brutal. Could maybe pass if there was like a curtain out of any perhaps over the stage and then people maybe. know that you're not playing, but still weird. Yeah. Oh. Whatever. That Prague show, I was just thinking the other day, Remember when we finished? So all the the other bands are like soft. One was a folk, music. an Irish folk pirate band, <laughs> but they were from the Czech Republic. Yeah, fiddles and hurdy gurdies, kilts, acoustic <laughs> guitars, mandolins, that sort of thing. I was just yeah. So that, I mean, oh, and the other band was whatever they even were. I don't know. All similar stuff. Very soft, and we got on stage and utterly crushed <laughs> the heaviest, like the same songs that we always play. But it just felt particularly heavier because of what preceded us, I guess. But then we were the last band of the night, I think. Yeah. And when they we finished, and the sound guy put on, "I am you are we are Australian." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was kind of just hilarious, but also quite surreal in a way. I don't know. Like I kind of felt proud that night because we were just <laughs> We did tear the asshole out. Made of that the venue. rest of the bands look like children. <laughs> and spoiled them. Yeah. And the the sound guy obviously, I don't know, thought it was amusing that we were Australian and put that on. Quite an epic song really. Yeah, it is. Looking Compared around, to- everyone's like, What is this shit? And <laughs> we were looking at each other going like, Who put this yeah, on? Yeah. <laughs> and then they put on um Beds are burning. Yeah. Less cool. Oh, man. I love the chorus to that song. I do as well. And it's, as people always say, when you see those, you know, best song ever lists, it's always up there. Is it? I've seen it a few times in the, or maybe catchiest choruses or best Australian songs or mm. whatever. The verse can pretty much take a hike. Yeah. But that, maybe it's kind of that same thing where the arrangement, so this weird verse about boiling diesel <laughs> and then it hits the There's bridge an impact. and then yeah it kicks into yep. that chorus it sounds so fucking it's very awful. simple it's like a you know it's like repeating a part higher yeah yes that's the first time and last time we'll ever discuss midnight oil on the lodge the oils yeah, um, so that was pretty cool. It's hard on this podge because we did do that other podcast mid-century and on a houseboat in Amsterdam, and then we spilt all the beer over that very laptop that was recording it. Yeah. So I know you say we can recover that episode, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say on this one that hasn't already been covered and may or may not be released. Yeah, it will definitely be released. It can 98% be recovered. Yep. The thing is, is we were recording to Reaper and I stopped it and it said, when I noticed that it was fucking spilling, boiling diesel on it, stopped it, popped up, said, do you want to save these files? I hit save, shut it down successfully and then shut the computer down. Yep. So awesome. I reckon it's there. Okay. And I guess that one was, we just went through Roy's list of all the bad things that happened on that tour and it just <laughs> went from there and it led to other things, which is really cool. 
So I guess we can just not touch on any of that. Pretty episode. sure that was a loose one. Like I'm not one to count my drinks, but <laughs> we were using like 40 mil shot glasses instead mm. of 30s and we were drinking European like strong beer. Yeah. And so it got pretty wild. Man, the beds were burning that day. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and I guess hilarious. if anyone does listen to that episode, <laughs> what happened after it? we finished like because oh. i went out oh and we all went out walking at separate times we were just oh, i didn't so i didn't trash oh you out. didn't no no so no. i think roy was doing his normal thing like everyone's finished i'm going for a walk yeah and i was like i'm i can't not i'm following you man follow him out and we just went walking the beds were walking to somewhere sat down at some shitty restaurant halfway towards the city because we just couldn't walk any further sat at this table couldn't barely read the menus could barely talk to each other. The waiter was trying to talk to us and we just were like, sorry, man, our beds are burning at the moment. <laughs> and then, so I think it was Jessie then went out to find us, was it? And then she just went walking by herself. Yeah, I think she had, as fuck. Yeah, passed out on the deck of a boat. By the way, this must have been about deck. five in the afternoon, right? Yeah. Now, think, especially for Australian listeners, think about five in the afternoon at this time of year. Woke up the next day and remembered that five in the afternoon is more like about midday in Australia. Mm. Yeah, European summer, sun doesn't set and it doesn't start setting until about 10.30 at night. Yeah. So it was like broad daylight. She has a lie down on this boat deck on a busy street with fucking moon sorrow crank. <laughs> I passed out in one of the cabins and then, yeah, you guys were out. So she woke up thinking everyone had left her yeah. and went for a walk to find you guys. God knows what she did. Just turned turned around, got lost, and came home. I woke up. I didn't know what was going on. I woke up to see everyone else passed out, and Roy asleep, like as mm. the sun was setting. And I startled him, woke him up. He just put his boots on. He's like, "Want to go somewhere? <laughs> where do, Where do we go?" He's like, "I don't know. I feel like we shouldn't be going to bed yet." <laughs> he went for a walk. I just could not do yeah. it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> no, it was insane. Funny shit. And then the following day. The things that you do in Amsterdam, we did and came back to the houseboat and just sat on that same deck, just profusely laughing so loudly and yeah, just forgetting, like even though it's late at night or whatever, or it was the daytime, bright, right next to the actual street. Um, Yeah. I I guess that's normal over there, but fuck, pretty funny in hindsight. Yeah, it was great. A few days off, but we, yeah, definitely... Made him count mm, big time. That yeah. was also insane because, like, I did a lot of the driving with Dyson and cruising around in you know Berlin, it's like kind of stressful and right hand side of the road and all that business and turning. Like, I'd never it took me a while to catch on to which lane I'd be turning, the beds into. Are turning. yeah. Mm. So, crossing traffic and turning into a right lane just freaked me out. Yeah, got used to it. Whatever. Um, Budapest is a bit crazy to drive through. Pretty nuts sort of drivers there. Oh, yeah. Traffic and Busy dodgier shit. roads. Yeah. And then uh, get to bloody Amsterdam and there are just fucking bikes everywhere. Like like oceans of bikes riding around and these narrow streets, parking people, all this shit. Are you still working? Uh, yeah. yeah, it looks like it. My mic lead has literally just fallen from the mic hanging by one wire. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was nuts driving there, man. And that was yeah. one of the last bits of driving I had to do. I was pretty stoked about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was cool. And then everyone left and there was me, you and Jesse remaining in Berlin for one night. It's kind of cool. And yeah. Just hung. Well, we did that festival. Oh, that was after the Drunken Podge. Just out of Hamburg, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is like the sequel of that Podge, I guess. Prequel. That was cool. Festival. Real cool. Festival like a, was awesome. A typical German festival of about like 2,000 people. So real low key. Some dude's hobby farm converted yeah. into a festival site. That's insane, hey? Yeah, you can even awesome. do that. <clears throat> so Lots. he does two festivals per year, I think. One power metal, one folk metal. Yeah, that's the one that Stu played last year and sort of hooked us up with their contact which Correct. is pretty awesome yeah friend of the show yeah. <laughs> friend of the show Stuart McGill Stu. I forget how cool outdoor playing outside is Quite it's like definitely that. interesting yeah I had a rough go of that one mm. some fucking weird reason that was probably my worst show of the whole tour <laughs> but it was, at the same time like it is what it is get off stage have to drive that fucking idiot to the airport <laughs> in Hamburg so he could make it on time yeah. That keyboard that I think we mentioned that. Oh, yeah, we that did. keyboard returned it the next day in Hamburg. Hamburg all went off branch. without a hitch. Yeah. Well, awesome. some hitch. Not Slight being able to pay hitch. us immediately, but the money did come through. Yeah. So it. I think we lost 50 bucks in transfer fees. Oh, okay. That's nothing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. If you, so well, that's to a, to a tip number one. If something of your equipment breaks or you don't take it, buy something and return it yeah find somewhere that'll <laughs> offer that but that was oh yeah fucking hell that was one of the most stressful things for me i felt quite responsible for like carrying that thing and yeah. covering it and making sure it was loaded in the van probably because the thing was heavy as hell um so yeah me and dyson sort of packed the van in a certain way to have that hidden or not hidden um safe every day so it was pretty cool but yeah festival itself man how are those Steaks. Oh man, festival food over there is off chop, hey. Four euro for like a hunk of pork steak cooked to perfection, hey. Yeah, nice with or without bread. Thing. With or without, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty jealous that night. You just bought two and left. <laughs> like yeah, we got in the car and went back to the yeah. com. I was eating steak in the car. Oh, it's great, real good. The com was pretty good there too. It was nice to have like an actual sort of Airbnb house with some space to like. Spread out for a couple of days. Yeah, that was three cool. nights. That was cool. And they posted on their Instagram, oh, or yeah. Facebook, or something, didn't they? This is when the um that newspaper article thing came out. We oh. were on the front page of the local newspaper there because they were trying to get extra people to come the following day. So they put a picture of us being that we're the furthest away band from Australia. Got on the front page of the paper, and then the accommodation <laughs> where we're staying saw it. And shared it and said thanks to Glenn the Throne for staying at our accommodation. <laughs> that, that was wild, eh? <laughs> Fuck, I laughed at that so hard. And we we were getting home. It, everyone except for the driver was pretty, like, hammered every day. Mm, which was you. Yeah. And then we'd stay up and give me a chance to catch up yeah. before bed. And so we thought, I thought we were being pretty noisy and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, they, they appreciated it, which was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, probably one of the things to touch on from that festival was um, Dicey and Roy selling merch because yeah. we had heaps of merch, well, a fair bit of merch left over. Um, and so we were just doing all sorts of deals and Dicey was just calling people over and making and buy something pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. Giving, just selling shit for cheap. So sold every single one of our CDs, which we thought we wouldn't be able to do. And a fair whack of shirts, our banner we sold for 20 euros or something. Yeah. That was just a sight to watch, hey? Fucking funny. Yeah, that was great. That that day I was the designated dickhead. <laughs> uh, 
and trying not to drink and then yeah. someone's like, oh, I'll just get you one and yeah. then go to the cocktail place and the guy <laughs> has no no concept of pouring like a 30 mil <laughs> shot, just like the whole bottle goes in. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, maybe I should stick off sitting in the merch desk and that person next to us has a freaking massive bottle of Baileys and kept passing it around. Is that right, homemade yeah. Baileys or something? There's something weird about it. Well, I don't know. It's probably just been sitting in the sun all day yeah, and probably. AIDS around the top, I'd say, but whatever. Still alive. Yeah. No, it was cool, man. And the that was the funny thing about that festival too is that, look, it was a folk festival, as it turns out, rather than a folk metal festival. Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. yeah, there was like two or maybe three bands that were kind of, could be lumped in the heavy category, but if anything, it was heavy rock. Mm. Definitely didn't cross into metal. And then there was us and we had some contingency of people who dug it and then a bunch of other people going like, I came to a folk festival. What mm-hmm. the hell is going on? <laughs> and even when Moonsorrow played, yeah. they headlined it on the second day, which by the way, was awesome. Was awesome, yeah. They, yeah, some of the crowd peeled off, you know, I think they, they were too heavy as well mm-hmm. for some people. So Weird, as the headliner. So, I, yeah, I saw them as a headliner. I was expecting a few more bands in that vein, but yeah, it wasn't. Mm-hmm wasn't really like them and us were probably the two heaviest bands of the whole festival yeah um but worked, anyway good for us well. to get to to watch them in a fair bit of space yeah man that was great mm. that was one nice of my night outside in the yeah. top three concert going experiences of my life for yeah. sure yeah same like real comfortable good position mm. sound was ratty to begin with but yeah. then it sort of came good a few songs in yeah and I like how they only played four songs and it was an hour and 20 minute set. <laughs> <laughs> the best day. <laughs> Real good. Then we got back to Berlin, ate that pork knuckle. Oh, Yeah, we had that list. Man. I don't know. Oh, Before we left, if we discussed. Don't know, probably not. We'd created a list. So we had things like schnitzel, got to have Polish vodka, got to have this and that, like a huge a list of things. List. Yeah, tick off. And we got on the second last day, we ticked off pork knuckle, sauerkraut, and a Steiner beer all in one meal. <laughs> and so that was pretty good. Like traditional German restaurant thing. Like a chain place, wasn't it? Yeah. Hof, was it a Hofbrau or... No, Maximilian's something rather. Yeah, something like that. Bar and grill joint or something. That was probably the number one meal of the trip for me, i got to say. Real good. Oh, God, it was really great. Yeah. Followed closely by pierogi. Yeah, that was an eye-opener. <clears throat> yeah, just every second restaurant in Warsaw, pretty much pierogi restaurant. Yeah. You got to compare it to my own home recipe and taste like pretty much bang on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Can't really screw stuff like that up. It's mm. just flour and water, potatoes and onion. Yeah. Cheese. Good though. Anyway, made it back. We're alive. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> you had to go. So we got back that first day. I forgot about that. Got back at two in oh, the yeah. afternoon, went on a mission. Cabo had a bloody wedding to go to. Both went to the barber. Went to the Tony Barber. <laughs> got cut and coloured and fucking permed or whatever. Then went to the pub, went out to Japanese, mm. got that awesome meal. No one wanted the sake, so <laughs> I was off the booze for that evening. And um, went home to have a shower and crash. Hot water didn't work, remember that? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. Pilot light was out. Someone had turned off our gas funny buggers i think so took a while to troubleshoot but got it happening but didn't end up in bed until like 11 30 mm. 12 o'clock uh watching bruno <laughs> and then had to get up at you know 3 30 to get cabot to the airport which was 
honestly, it was about the time that. we still would have been awake. Probably. Like in the in the heart of the evening at um, Europe. So yeah. that, that so was, that was yeah, like four. The flight was at six. That was pretty Easiest brutal. check-in ever. You know, there's domestic flights. If you just have hand luggage, just check in on your phone, walk straight through, through the security checks and stuff, mm. straight to the gate, scan your phone at the gate. Oh, easy. Yeah, easiest thing ever. That's why when we dropped off fucking no nuts, yeah, numb nuts stress or out. Yeah, he's freaking out. And I'm like, mate, just fucking check in online. Mm. You, you're only traveling on a two-hour flight. Just yeah. fucking pull your cock out. Yeah, anyway, so after drinking every day for that whole tour, arrived to Broome at 9am, went to a Bucks party at 10am, pub crawl all day, good way to see Broome. And then the real Bucks party started at like 7pm out at this... Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, whole day pub crawl, then the party. It was at like a... Um, one of their friends owns a like bricks and pavers warehousey thing, which is out in some new industrial area, and it's like the only warehouse there so far. So it was this big, um, just open area. You could make as much noise and shit as you want, and no one was around. <laughs> uh, and they had like strippers and shit in. Like they put the um, groom in the forklift and with two strippers and just fanging around. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All sorts of crazy shit. But yeah, so I was utterly wrecked by the end of that. Slept all day the next day. Then uh, three days at this resort for a wedding. By the end, just could barely even stomach alcohol. <laughs> so since getting back from there, have not had one single sip. Serious? When did you yeah. get back? On Monday. Okay. Mm. Yeah, there hasn't been the pull for booze since I've been back. Like yeah. we were kind of talking at the start. Social drinking is such a different thing to that antisocial drinking. Yeah. So, yeah, I really was tonguing for a beer because I've been walking to and from work. And also wanting one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes I get home and it's had a few hot avos and, yeah, wanting a beer, but then, you know, the appeal isn't there if your mates aren't around kind of thing. Mm. So that's been helpful for not drinking. Yeah. But, yeah, just recovery mode, man. So. Every day not being, like I would fall asleep for about an hour and then just wake up. And just have a shit sleep for the next yeah. three and then fall asleep again and wake up and just go like, I can't believe I have to go to work today. <laughs> Pretty crap. But I think I'm over it now. You're, you're probably a week behind me in that respect. Oh, you... I feel like I'm pretty much onto it. It's, it would definitely hard getting up in the morning and also difficult. Um, <laughs> but yeah, pretty much back to normal already. Yeah. Low key this weekend. This is the only thing we're doing. I oh assume. yeah, it's Saturday. Um, mm. Yeah, this is probably the only thing. I think tonight, going to make some food. Mm. Probably a soup. Yeah, right. What sort? A uh, veggie. Veggie soup. Yeah, I might. Uh, probably just have the veggie soup. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, been eating well. Telling you that. All this week, I've been very industrious in terms of my food production. Yep. So m- meals every night at home. No eating out at work, not even buying coffees. I did buy a coffee each Friday, uh, not because of like a treat, but because I was late to work on Friday. So mm. I had to buy one, couldn't make one at home. But yeah, man, that one kind day of a stuff, week is reasonable anyway. For sure, man. I just noticed that leading up, because, because we had so much preparation shit going on before the tour, uh, multiple rehearsals, we had that gig, forgot about that, Ed's mm. gig. We had all this kind of crap that yeah. was. I don't know, just generally 
making me feel lazy. And so I was buying lunch out yeah. a fair bit and buying coffee every day. I don't yeah. usually do that. And it's funny how much that just adds up so quick. Yeah, for sure. And you think, oh, should I, um, should I get those new skins for the tour or, you know, new kick beaters or some crap like that? Like, oh, you know, it's 50 bucks for per beater, for two <laughs> beaters. And then I'll look at how much I've spent on meals at work. Yeah. <laughs> you just think like, why the hell did I do that? Mm. Stupid. So yeah, that's been a that's been a nice little change. Get getting back into a good routine and stuff. Yeah. My mum mum picked me up from the airport when I got back from Broome, and she had just cooked so much food for me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I had that pretty much lasted me lunches and dinners. Containers. Containers. Awesome. Until maybe like Thursday, so like four days worth of food. Wow. And then um. Yeah. And, yeah, Dinner and lunch. lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's awesome, crazy. Man. That's really Dad good. mowed my lawn. <laughs> pretty, yeah, pretty good. And how about the gardening? Uh, yeah, and did some gardening. So that was cool. But yeah, it was all like, you know, like after just how many fucking sausages and shit we ate over there. Yeah. I'm all meated out, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Mum cooked fair, like all meat pretty much. So that was cool. But um, yeah, did the groceries the other day. Didn't buy any meat. I think just, yeah, even if I went to a restaurant or something this weekend, I just would not get meat. Well, the first thing we had was that Japanese, which was chicken. <laughs> and then since then, I think almost every meal I've had fish. Yeah. And maybe that's why I didn't really think too much into mm -hmm. it. But yeah, that's probably why I haven't. Yeah. Remember that last bratty we got? Probably the oh, of picture course. Yeah. for this. Currywurst Express. Yeah, Definitely. so one thing on our list was just bratwurst, but like street meat bratwurst mm. in, a, in a roll. And we, we had heaps of bratwurst, but we had it in the form of currywurst. And yeah, on that very last day after... What do we have for dinner? Oh, we had that Thai. Vietnamese. Oh, Vietnamese, yeah, that's it. That Man, was good. That was one of my favourite meals yeah. on the trip, oddly. It was just nice, something different and fresh compared to what we'd been eating. Absolutely. A nice broth on it. Mm. And a cocktail because we yeah, were like getting be over beer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, getting that bratty, I was so full. <laughs> so fucking full. <laughs> but it was on the list. What, what did we even have for lunch that day? Uh, pork knuckle. Oh. I ate the pork knuckle. Uh, Roy left. Then we went out for um, Vietnamese and then got... Braddy. Oh, and it was the next day we went to the airport. Yeah. Oh, that all happened in one day. That all happened in one day. I was wondering why I was it so It was a full. long day. Yeah, that was <laughs> a long day because we drove from Hamburg to Berlin as well. It was a Sunday when nothing's open on Sundays, apart from everything. God. Yeah, dropping off that van too. Mm. Oh, Forgot brutal. about that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it all went without a hitch, but just annoying, like having to do things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was cool. We had a nice hotel room. Chill out. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, so I think this week back to a <sighs> bit of routine for me in terms of food. Just have like yogurt and muesli for breakfast, mm. wraps for lunch, salad or something, and then um, veggie meals for dinner. You put on weight on tour? Lost weight. Did you? Is that fucking insane? I'm a bit worried that I'm, I'm like something is wrong in my body. Maybe, but I didn't gain weight either. Mm. I mean, we were using those gigs take meal. up some serious energy. Yeah. Plus loading and carrying shit a few times a day up those stairs. Everywhere had stairs. Yeah. Um, and just the, probably the mental energy using up as well. I don't know. Yeah, we were definitely missing a meal every day. Lots for of sure. walking. Um, and yeah, that too. 
Yeah, and maybe but, the beer was keeping yeah. us a bit more full. The beer. And we were sweating it out a lot. It's bloody hot over there, eh? It was, yeah, most yeah. days. Real hot. But like getting a kebab at 3 a.m., then going to sleep, then waking up at 5 or 6, <laughs> you, I don't know. I don't know whether that would make you more of a fat cunt by sleeping with a kebab in your stomach or whether no sleep makes you lose weight. I don't know. No idea. But see what happens the next few weeks. Should be pretty back to normal and sweet. Yeah. Any other Man, plans now that you're back? Ruthless. Just had a pretty uh, sick song of yours that you're tidying up. Yeah, yeah. To show Cabba. Good title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that. I did the drums for it like fucking almost a year ago. They sound just about splitting image of Evil Empire by Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, not quite that. Good work. I reckon, man. Very fucking close. Yeah, well, that the reason why is that it was recorded in a rehearsal room. So I was like, if they can yep. get that out of a rehearsal room, I'm going to try and get That's that. That's what they did? Yeah, apparently. Wow. But their rehearsal room, they would have decked it out with yep. some serious yep. gear. But that was the idea. Like, get in the ballpark of that. It's definitely not. It's like probably 50% less good than that. But the character <laughs> of it is is all there. Every, I reckon I've worked on sort of trying to get a drum mix going for that maybe 10 different times and each time I improve on the last time because we, we did that recording that was uh, me and Al and the idea was to use minimal mics and try and get most of the sound from like the overheads and stuff yeah, and not rely on close mics so it's a pretty wild setup I've never had to kind of mix anything like that before so it's been a really good thing to just practice on continually mm -hmm. but uh yeah just before we left you and i did that reamping yep at the hen house and so now that tone's in there i've done bass are you happy with the tone i know i said i like it i like it too it's definitely it's definitely i don't i don't know i don't know it's quite mid-rangey maybe yeah would you say say so yeah, yeah. suits so what it's doing. Yeah, I think it fits quite well with what's Good happening. clarity for those um, cordy sort of bits, but then also heavy. Heavy enough. In the heavy bits. Yeah. With the EVH Mini. Pretty cool. Yeah, I think it is cool. But it's tough to know. This is the one thing that is sort of really I've learned is that, you know, I went and did reamping by myself, dialed in a tone, and it just was like, just didn't work at mm -hmm. all. But then I used what I learnt about what I dialed in that didn't work and like we kind of accommodated for it. Whereas on like that nine foot soup soldier stuff, Paulie had a very clear idea of the sound that works mm. with his band. So, I, you know, it really does help to have, have a clear understanding. And I reckon that if we were back in the old days and we were recording together as a band, you just know straight away that if the tone was good or bad for the particular song... Yep. Because you could hear it in context straight away. So that's a real weird, challenging thing mm. about multi-tracking. But uh, yeah, just going through the stages now of just adding in the guitar overdub stuff, um, little licks and lines and shit. And Owen from Point Breakdown, <laughs> listener of the Bludgecast, is doing vocals on it. So he's sort of just, you know, every now and again been adding and figuring stuff out, getting some words together. Might hit you up for some... Um, help like crafting the lyrics a bit because mm. neither of us feel lyrics is a strong point unless they're supposed to be funny or something <laughs> like that <laughs> or just you know hard to take ourselves too seriously with that um but yeah it's getting there basically want to sort of using it as a big experiment 
Um, yeah, and I've got a couple of things with Jesse that I've got to do the same thing on, essentially. Yeah. And then your stuff, mm. you've fucking privied me to some of those tracks. We're thinking of recording that at your house. You're going to mic up the snare? Yeah, I probably will. I think I, lo- I love the... Yeah, I think for metal, you, you need that extra bit of cut. Because if, if you need to try and get it out of it, but you don't really have a top snare mic, I think you've got to use triggers. And I'm mm. like pretty anti-sampling and replacing unless like something's completely fucked for some reason. So um, yeah, taking that approach. So is that shit playable or is it insane? Yours? Yeah. Well, you do that thing where you the grab a beat. The kicks and the... Yeah, it's intended for yeah. like 120 beats a minute, but you use it at 240. <laughs> so the beats themselves sound fine, but then some of the... The kick patterns and the tom fills and stuff are just like impossible. Like when I'm doing those demoing, the the fills are just a placeholder. It's yeah, just for to, sure. To identify that it needs yeah. to go there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What do you think about that stuff? Because for listeners, it's like pretty quick sort of thrash skank, not D-beat, but that kind of feel. But then underneath, there's like three or four of the eight songs. There's just like constant double kicks happening yeah, it doesn't have to be double kick <clears throat> i don't think if it doesn't need it you know yeah i'm not a drummer so i don't know how it's meant to be but i know what i like the sound of mm. um and it's probably just when i'm doing that particular demo i don't know i would have just put a double kick in because it's a heavy bit and i assume it needs double kick mm. um that's the value of i guess jamming and pre-production i guess yeah. is that you can hear what it would sound like or if it's just like something that you know, if it's not humanly sort of possible without, I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't necessarily want, um, what's that fucking band? What's that super fast band? It starts with O. Super fast band. Uh, Technical death metal band. Obscura. I'm, I'm thinking in my mind Obscura, but I, it's actually a different band Some from America. Shit. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, ridiculous drumming, but like. Arcspire? No, 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 no. The, it'll come to me later. Mm the riffing is like more on a haunted at the gatesy cabba from claim the throny sort of feel but the drumming is largely that but then in some parts it's just more like tech death metal drumming that codian thing that Lint was in yeah that's pretty hectic yeah. as well so i don't know it more just is like what actually suits it yeah and we'll figure that out if we sort of play through the songs a couple of times which mm-hmm. we're gonna have to do <laughs> Well, for me as well, I don't really... I could pick up the guitar now and maybe play one of the songs. Or oh, maybe a okay. couple of the riffs. Yeah. So I'm trying to go through and guitar pro them all as well. So mm. I'm sort of figuring it out as I'm doing that guitar pro thing also. Because mm. even some of the guitaring, I've just sort of... Like say over the solo or something, I've just put some shitty ass rhythm riff over the back. Mm. And it, if you solo it in the demo, it doesn't even make sense. It's not even a riff. I've just done some fucking shitty placeholder part. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it's probably not quite as ready as it would appear. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I noticed a few things that didn't, that seemed a little bit unfinished. Mm-hmm. And yeah, obviously, for the most part, the song is the song. So it's good enough for now to learn some shit. I think my thing is like the order of stuff is construct the song structure, mm-hmm. then make the song good. Yeah. Then learn to play it. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, cool. I don't know. Like, how did you do the one 
to show Cabba. Like, uh, in the writing process? Yeah. Just I do section a, after section. Mm, Are you recording as you're writing it? Pretty much. Yep. I tend to do that these days. What I've been trying to do a little bit more is turn a click track off mm. and not program any drums at all and just track me playing guitar for like five minutes. And usually I don't even need to refer to it, but if there's anything that I thought I did that sounded cool, I might go back and listen and figure out what I was doing. But just playing, you know, like when we were kids, you just play on your bed every night and also um, (laughs) fuck around with guitar. One thing that we don't do enough anymore for sure, I reckon. Man, I used to just have the best time just sitting down, playing Mm. along to the entire Rage Against the Machine self-titled album or Tool or at the gates even or something. Yeah, I could yeah. play the whole album through and sometimes not even play along with it, just play myself, play with myself yeah. and also play the music without the recording in the background. Don't do any of that anymore. Yeah. But I th- but on this particular stuff, I did that a little bit, uh, but usually I'd get a riff happening and then my thing is to just play it back and not even be recording, but just to like try and get some stuff to fit over the top of it, like yeah. melody lines and that. Um, but yeah, how it turned into a song, I really don't know. I think I just had section, 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 and I don't know, somehow just transition into other stuff or think like, oh, it could be a bit that feels like a thrashy bit here. So how would I write a thrashy bit? And I'd muck around and sometimes I'd be like this, I'm really liking what I'm doing, but I don't see how it's going to fit. So I'd actually record it and stick it at the end of the session just and maybe yeah. use it somewhere else <laughs> but yeah in one way or another it it just came together yeah and also finished itself off yeah and also <laughs> yeah but yeah i i sculpt my everything like every fucking note yeah like my stuff's way more basic than yours but like if i've got a little melody line over the top of it i'll play it once so i can play it start to finish like that's my goal okay i've Mm -hmm. written this it's challenging i can't actually transition from this spot to this spot so i'll practice that and i'll make sure that if you know if i was to be able to record it live or something like that or play it live i'd be able to do it start to finish without fucking it up but then in the process of that you know you accidentally hit a pick squeal on a note Mm. or you do a bend or something you're like oh that was actually pretty interesting and then then I'll sort of relearn it and try and factor that in. And so as you go along, if you heard early demos of that, you'd hear exactly the same melody lines that you hear on this, but they're just not developed like that. Sure. And so, yeah, maybe that's why it's taken me so long because I've just not really agonized, but just really paid attention to the details. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, as I've... And that was a long to program drums. So I recorded the drums and then dropped what I thought were finished tracks over the top and it just didn't gel together, sounded out of time. Yeah. So then I retracked everything and really paid attention to where the snare hits. So like if I hit the snare late when I was recording it, I'd make sure that I got it through my head that that note had to also hit at the same time because mm-hmm. I don't, I figure editing's stupid. You may as well just play it super tight live. Yeah. So the goal with your stuff would be for us to rehearse, be able to sort of like be happy with the drum ideas that I've come up with. Then I go away and practice that for a bit until I'm like super tight with a click and a scratch track maybe, record them, 
then give them to you so you can practice what I was just saying. So like getting the feel. So once you learn the feel of that, then you can adapt your riffs to it. Yep. Love it. Then you record yourself. We reamp it at some point. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just the rest goes over the top. Sick. Yeah. Got to do the lyrics still as well. What are they working titles for all those things? Yeah, they are. Um, only because I didn't want to call them one, two, three, four, five in case I yep. wanted to move the order around. Yep. So I've got, as I do with Claim the Throne shit, I just have a massive list of words or things that I like the sound of mm-hmm. and then turn them into titles or lyrics or whatever. So they are definitely working titles. I'm actually thinking about having all lyrics about a different, every song about a different like Australian crime of some sort. Cool. Don't know. So no, no concept like a story arc. Nah, I don't if there's think a concept, so. it's more like just a unified yep. collection of lyrics. Yeah. Each song would have its own cool. concept. If anything, if I can't be bothered, then I'll just make up words, pretend it's about something. But yeah. I'm really digging this Australiana shit that we've been doing the Me last too, yeah. while. Hey? Yeah. Because, yeah, mine, do you want to know what Carlos and Prick are about? <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, Carlos is about, um, <laughs> I forgot who Carlos was until just then. Remember Carlos? I know Carlos, yeah. Yeah, so Carlos, the song, is actually about just being in a a forest. What are we? The bush, Mm. Australian bush. And this is a true story. It happened to me when I was 10. Uh, I used to just hang out in uh, the bush. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's actually (laughs) Was there a priest involved? Priest Awake. That email title cracks me up. Yeah, just me. I just used to hang out in this bush near my house as a kid, and there were all these. They're either salmon gums or they're salt salmon gums. Jesus. So they're like these beautiful, massive gum trees, Mm -hmm. fucking tall, like ridiculously tall. And the leaves don't start for like the first 20 meters of the tree, which is pretty crazy. Um, And that, you know, that smooth bark. And for the summer months and stuff, it's all the color of salmon, hence salmon gum, coppery sort of color. And then in the winter, just all turns gray. Um, and yeah, there would be storms and shit approaching, but you'd never be able to see it because it's blocked by all the leaves. And so, yeah, just That's about awesome. being amongst that. And so do you sit down and type it into a document or something? Or just think yeah. about it and jot it down if you think of the thing? Or? I've maybe like four or five times I've just done a open notepad mm. and then just start crapping on about <laughs> it and then taking little bits that sound good and giving them to Owen and also providing him <laughs> with those and then, yeah, trying to... Do you get words to rhyme or have it in stanzas or some shit? <sighs> nah, not that deep yet. Yeah. Just sort of filling in. He did some rhythms and I tried to fill them in with words that sort of worked mm. and he did some too. And so, yeah, it's kind of going, going together. Yeah. But yeah, then this second song is about right next to that is this giant rock that's like a kilometre by like two kilometres. It's fucking huge rock, big flat rock. But you sort of walk up it and when you're on the flat portion of it, you look and you're at the same height as all those trees, the top of those trees, Fuck. and getting a different perspective, looking over the top of it. Almost like being... One of them feels like you're sort of under the ocean and the next bit feels like you're above the clouds. It's really crazy. And then like seeing all that storm... Mm. And it's nothing, like, it's nothing deep or anything or particularly useful that it's Australian, but I just like that it's just something that I'd never really seen before Mm -hmm. and was just sort of stuck in my 
memories <laughs> and yeah so you mm. talking about like maybe australian crimes do you mean like past or like old things or just things that have just occurred from any time period or what the hell and but why no australian time, crimes? no time period crimes because i'm influenced by the haunted pretty much yeah and i think that's just a, a theme that goes hand in hand with that style of music um crimes. and just australian because i just want to do lyrics about Australia from now on yeah. and I would never write about anything else ever again I reckon mm. and I hope that it can you know with you doing it me doing it and Claim the Throne doing it might influence other bands to also mm. embrace our culture and that would I think that's what makes a type of music or an area of where music comes from stand out if you look at the Scandinavian shit that's all taken off I guess in the past um, so I don't know mm. I think it's a um, an untapped yeah that, it thing. feels a bit like that definitely heaps you know, of bands do it i look at alchemist i guess yeah who's got only positive memories and memories of, of that band but i mean I'll, even someone like king parrot or some of those grind bands that will just even if you sing ochre or using australian slang and shit that's mm. that counts oh and they talk about, oh well, i'm gathering Cosmic psychos the yeah they all talk about stuff around there yeah that's shit. fucking sick i, I love, love that, that shit. stuff yeah but yeah heaps of heaps of non-metal bands definitely do it like beds yeah. are burning for god's sake yeah yeah, Midnight yeah. Oil, all of those hunters and collectors and shit and um you know there's been a few perth bands who talk about sort of australian history and stuff yeah. and that i think i think that's all really cool too it's just more maybe in because the genres of music we play do borrow from a lot of european bands mm -hmm. and a lot of those european bands talk about their own history and their culture and stuff like that i think i want to do something like that as well yep. but just it's way less authentic if you're not actually living it mm -hmm. you know it's hard enough to look back on our own history and fucking talk about it somehow mm -hmm. make it seem relevant when we're sitting in fucking your house surrounded by electronic equipment and shit <laughs> that's it i don't know and maybe as we're getting older we get more proud of your where you're from or some shit. I don't know. We'll just notice it more, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think just so. Just notice that this shit around me, like, you ever looked at a magpie before? <laughs> Check out a magpie's beak, man. It's so cool. Starts off black. Album and then cover? goes this, yeah, possibly. Goes this chalky sort of white color. Mm. And like, I always, I always liked magpies and the songs that they sung. Go listen to a magpie song. That's a signaling for the morning. <laughs> let me tell you. Man, that'd be a good sample to start a song with. For sure. Thing is, it's because of Collingwood, Mm. I've always thought it was a bit naff to yeah. talk about loving magpies because people think you're like Nathan Buckley yeah. or something. Yeah, but if you realise that sport's for cunts, then it's cool. Yeah. How is the Jock Reynolds going? Oh, he's still on um, on uh, deferring for a year. He's got people filling in on his podcast for the year, but I'm hoping he's back next season. Brown Raiders are doing all right, I guess. They're not going to win 50 grand, but they're okay. Uh, spewing. Yeah. So in terms of the actual crimes, I'm talking like a song about Port Arthur Massacre, song about well, Snowtown, song about any fucking serial killers or something, that sort of thing. Snowtown, why does that ring a bell? Bodies in barrels? No, in terms of uh, bands. Oh, okay. Maybe it exists. Snowtown. But the way I'd write lyrics is very like subtle, I guess I wouldn't. Oh, mention the word Snowtown. Nine Foot Super Soldier. Oh, really? Yeah, I think their song "Barrel of Laughs." Oh, is, sick. Has some some maybe. There's quote. another band that is perfect with Australian. Yep. Shit. 
Yeah. Yeah, shit that Maybe goes not meagering, but eating meagering. Fuck yeah. 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 Thongs. <laughs> yeah. Good cunts. Uh, cool, man. Anything else or album of the week? <clears throat> album of the week. Well, I've been listening. You'll get a kick out of this audiobook of Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Mostly because I read it and threw it in the bin. You don't bin. like the movie, eh? I hate the movies. Yeah. Threw the book in the bin when I was a kid. Like got three books in and just like, I hate this. Too much singing. That's what I blamed it on. Mm. Just too jolly for me. And then like over the years talking to people, like so many metal bands are influenced by Tolkien in general and having some people describe certain scenes and things like that as like the most evil, darkest mm. piece of passage of writing they've ever read has made me think, oh, maybe I should just give it another whirl. But yeah, I'm doing these walks to work. It's about sort of 30, 40 minutes each way. So I figure get hold of an audio book, mm -hmm. crank that up. So yeah, starting off pretty good and had just having a fresh perspective. It's been pretty awesome. Wow. Man, I haven't listened to audio book for a while. Audible, yeah. Mm, this was like quite, this would have been before Audible, this particular one. Um, so it's not, it's, yeah, speakers a bit funny, but it works. Mm -hmm. It's all cool. But in terms of music, man, the thing that I hammered the most was that song off Havetti or whatever it's called, the Moon Sorrow album. Mm -hmm. The first song off mm. that, couldn't pronounce it, don't even know it off the top of my head, but this, that two-track thing that you used to drive yeah. home from work yeah. listening to. Half an hour drive, listen to a one song. Yeah, that one song, get off yeah, there, hey. real good. Yeah, real, real good. Did you know, speaking of long songs, you and Lee Sharp were going on about Bell Witch for a little while, that 80-minute song? Yep. On tour in Australia soon? Oh, for real? Yeah, no Perth, but... Going over east. Mm. Apparently not playing the 80-minute song. Oh. <laughs> Their older shit's a bit shorter. Uh, I can't remember when. Mm. September maybe or October, I don't know. What have you been listening to? Um, You've had a lot of time to listen. Yeah, as usual, music. like if I want slow music, it's Doom VS. Yeah. If I want fast music, it's The Haunted or At The Gates. New um, or old? At The Gates. Uh, New, Doom VS, the latest one, Earthless. Haunted? Haunted, um, either this week probably um, One Kill Wonder the most, even though I'm not a massive fan of that album, but there's a few sick songs on it. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been checking out that Dimmu Borgir one, the new one, a fair bit, um, which is pretty cool, but yeah, I'm a bit like you, like the ho, 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 that shit is a bit bit much sometimes. Yeah. Um, and production, a bit fucking crisp, I guess, <laughs> but some cool parts and interesting listen. But as for album of the week, I'll go with this thing that Smitty messaged me about. I can't even remember the band name. Let me look it up. Pretty cool. He reckons it sounds like a um, modern day dissection, which maybe sort of, but mm, don't know, not so evil, authentic black metal, maybe more kind of silly-ish, I guess, but ripping songs. Uh, and I'll tell you what it's called soon. When I find it on my Spotify account, it's like Svart, Svgot or some shit. Uh, here it is. Svartzot. No, nah, it's not Svartzot. Hang on. <coughs> Fuck, I can't even find the prick now. Uh, How's your swearing been going? Mine? Yeah. Oh, not the worst, but definitely Off not chart? the best. Oh, by the way, Origin is that band I was thinking of. Origin. Origin. Oh, okay. Origin, Origin yeah, right. over Haunted Roofs is somehow what I think. 
while I'm looking for it, I also stumbled across a band called Uada, U-A-D-A. <laughs> really cool. I dug really? that big time. Yeah, like old sounding melodic death kind of, but a bit of black metal and I don't Uada. know. Uada. I don't know how the fuck you say that, but. How do you spell it? U-A-D-A. U-A-D-A. Worth listening to, I think, for production purposes even. Fuck, I cannot honestly find this band. Sorry, listeners, taken up a lot of time here. I'm going to have to look at his message. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty extreme. Um, Some really awesome guitar riffs. A lot of... You had a cult of a dying son? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That one has like, yeah, just a lot of... um, Two guitars doing different things. The cult of a dying song. Kind of moderately boring, but <laughs> but an interesting listen nonetheless. Here it is. Stort Regen. S-T-O-R-T-R-E-G-N. The album Emptiness. Fills the Void. Jeez. Thanks for that one, Smitty. I did enjoy it, and I've listened to it several times. Emptiness Fills the Void. Hmm. It sounds like a fucking oxymoron. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's quite as um yeah dark sounding as something like Dissection, but... It's got those similarities or influences, I guess, in there. Um, so, yeah, worth a listen interview into that sort of shit. I thought I lost my dissection shirt for the fourth time on tour. <laughs> and it uh, turns out I just left it at home. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. Oh, God. Uh, that Moon Sorrow song, for anyone yep. who knows him or gives a shit, is uh, the album is called Vides Luku Dash. Haviety, and I think there's another version of it that's the uh, Finnish version, I guess. But then the other version of it is just called Haviety. Yeah. And that first song on there is just a Sintinitit and Vary Jonan Verta. Yeah. But yeah, that thing, Jesus Lord. In terms of like, that would be my goal in life if I could create a song. It doesn't have to be half an hour, but how they sort of capture like a feeling or they create a feeling and there's so much fucking reverb in there, but it just doesn't sound too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really yeah. cool. No, if that, you got that is amazing, that one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Close to their best effort, although none of their albums are bad. Do you reckon oh, we cool. play, we definitely probably can't play that, that half an hour, but what, uh, what off that emptiness fills the void? Uh, oh, just the first track, I guess, or first track. earthless. I mean, the, yeah, the Doom song VS. by Doom VS is pretty sick if we haven't played that before. It's okay. my go-to song lately. All right, let's just do that, even right. if we have played it before. Yeah. Either way, search that shit, have a listen, peeps. Yeah, sick. All right, well, Until the vicar said to the priest, it's, yeah. uh, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and uh, we'll just, yeah, I don't know, fill the rest. We'll the fill the, the void, void with this yeah. episode and the two others we've pre-recorded. Yep. Uh, so that should be okay for you, for your Sweet. ears. We watched the latest Jim Jeffries thing on Netflix last night. Oh, is it good? Brutal, man. Funny yeah. though? Oh, funny. There's a whole section on... Um, Cunt? Circumcisions. Oh, no. You would, me and you would enjoy watching that together. Interesting. We could, we could dock, by the way. I have a four and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> take some time to sleep in your bag. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All he right. calls it a hood and it's disgusting, he reckons gives just ultimate shit to people with fours for ages. Alright, I might watch that with my (laughs) soup tonight. Yeah. Bye.